Extra Life unites thousands of gamers around the world to play games in support of their local Children's Miracle Network hospital. Since 2008, Extra Life has raised more than $40 million for sick and injured kids. Visit geektherapy.com slash extra life to learn more and join us on November 3rd in raising funds to help kids. Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. I'm Josue Cardona, and I'm joined by Laura Taylor. Hey! And Lauren Keller. Hello! Ali is uh, on vacation this week. He'll be back next week. All right, so you have heard the Extra Life ad again, which mentions November 3rd. This is coming out on November 4th, this episode. But it doesn't matter because you can still donate you to Extra can. Life. And yeah. it'll still go to our totals to three, yeah. the end of November, I think, at Our least. team total and our individual totals. Uh-huh. So, you know, feel free to visit geektherapy.com slash Extra Life. This is Extra Life weekend. So that's why we're going to talk about geeky charities today. And... Let's start with with Extra Life. Let's start let's Woo. start with that beautiful, beautiful Extra Life. The three of us have signed up. Lauren, is this the first year you've signed up for Extra Life? Yes, it is. Welcome. Why did you sign up this year for Extra Life? Um, peer pressure. No. <laughs> 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 uh, no, I was really excited to participate and um, having heard Laura talk about all the fun times that she's had and, and the money she's raised to help hospitals, specifically children's hospitals, specifically her child hospital. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, this is really cool. And I wanted I wanted to be a part of that. So Extra Life is an organization that basically raises money for this particular group of hospitals, which is the Children's Miracle Network Hospitals, right? I don't think they raise funds for any other organization, right? No. Um, there are other groups that do, I think I went to GameStop last year or the year before, and they do St. Jude's um, Hospitals. Uh, like children. the local chapters yeah, of Extra yeah. Life? Okay. Yeah. yeah. But Extra Life is just Children's Miracle Network. Yeah. And um, even yeah. though they, they're technically raising money always, this this is the big event, right? It's the 24-hour yeah. gaming marathon once a year since 2008. So that's... It's 10 years. 10 years. Yeah. They didn't make a big deal of that. Yes, did they? they did. They're, they did? Yeah, they did. Um, the t-shirt, normally there's a t-shirt design contest. This year they did their own 10th anniversary t-shirt that you can get if you raise $200. Hmm. Um, and then like if you raise 50 I think you can buy a wooden phone case. Phone case from Carved, yeah. which is really yeah. cool. Um, yeah. I have last year's. Oh, you're right. It does have the, it does say 10 years on it. it has years the 10-year on, on it. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I got there because I've um, I've been doing okay with my donations. Thank you, everybody. Mm-hmm. Visit geektherapy.com slash extra life to donate to any of us at any time. Uh-huh. Especially uh-huh. me. <laughs> I'm sure that tomorrow during, well, tomorrow for us, but yesterday for everybody else, uh, on, their, <laughs> on the stream. That, yeah. <laughs> on the stream uh, for extra life, I'm sure they're going to have a whole lot of stuff about the 10-year anniversary and the origins of extra life. And it's a really cool cool organization um we are doing our part in in a few different ways right one is we've just been talking about it right like that's that's the whole point of making a a big event like this um we have the team rare candy which is uh, a team that lara formed many years ago and rare candy is a pokemon reference Mm -hmm. of course and and also a diabetes reference that is and it is diabetes national diabetes awareness month Mm. um this month Hmm. 
that's how I got into this whole thing. I was uh, diagnosed with type 1 diabetes and was at the ICU at Children's Hospital Oakland at the time. And now they've become UCF's F Benioff Children's Hospitals. And I think it's important to keep these hospitals around all the ch- Children's Miracle Network hospitals that are supported by Extra Life. They treat children regardless of the family's ability to pay. And so this money really goes toward making these kids' lives better and helping these families take a little bit of stress off of themselves. My real good friends, um, Lauren and Zeppo, they, their baby was was at the Boston hospital for almost six months. And they always talked about how with great care uh, they gave her daughter and how well they treated them. And their story was the one that motivated me to to start taking part in Extra Life. Mm-hmm. And like sharing those stories, talking about it, right? That's That's one way to do it. And the other one is the actual fundraising. So we're actually, you know, basically harassing friends and family and listeners to and each other yeah. honestly I'm I'm like <laughs> I asked you guys before we started recording uh, to donate to my extra life mm-hmm. at geektherapy.com slash extra life <laughs> and extra life has raised 40 million dollars in, mm-hmm. in in those 10 years and every year I, I think that they raise a little more I yeah. think I read there's like 50,000 people sign up to participate in this mm-hmm. and what I what I love about it is that it's specifically, or at least as far as I can remember, it was the first time that I ever heard of a charity that, not that the cause spoke to me, because many charities, the causes have spoken to me, but that they were speaking directly to me. They were like, hey, gamers, we need mm-hmm. your help. Gamers, let's do this. And what do gamers do? Let's game. Right? Let's yeah. play for 24 hours. Let's do it. Do what you do best. I don't know. I think I think it feels different over the years, right? Uh, it feels way more normal now, but it felt so weird at the beginning. I was like, "Wow, like is this a thing?" And then it, it's funny because I used to explain it to people as like, "Yeah, I mean, people do walkathons for cancer, right? Like you're just you're just walking, right, to create awareness and do the same thing." So people run marathons. They do yeah. all that. Yeah, I said I can't exercise worth nothing. <laughs> I I could maybe do a walkathon, but running, no, can't do a five k. <laughs> but I can sure sit on my butt and play some games all day for 24 hours. Staying awake for 24 hours is way harder than running a marathon. Yeah, I thought it was going to be easy. Uh, The first year was hard. Every year since then has gotten a little easier. Last year I was like, I'm only going to do the 24 hours because there's that time difference and you move your clock back. We ended up doing 25 and a half because we were having so much fun. So (laughs) (laughs) it's cool. It is cool. I remember the first year I I was like I need to do 24 hours and I took it I took it so so seriously. I counted exactly how long I did and then I read somewhere on the extra life blog that's like hey well you can make up the hours mm-hmm. afterward. So, so I was making up during a week, but then it felt weird because then I was just playing games like I normally would. I was like, yeah. does this count? <laughs> yeah, no. I I take it pretty seriously and I'm like I have to do 24 hours. For me, it helps push the people around me, especially when I'm like posting pictures mm-hmm. and like doing a little live stream on Facebook or whatever to for my family and friends to be like, "Oh, this is a real thing." Like, yeah. I should yeah. I should donate money. And it's 24 hours. It it brings awareness to my my network of people like, "Hey, kids could use some help right now." But it is rough. <laughs> 
I'm glad you said that about the live streaming on Facebook. We're we're about half an hour to an hour away from where we're going to start our stream this weekend. So mm-hmm. by the time you listen to this, like you know, the, the stream will be going on. But we're gonna start streaming Friday night, almost at midnight, depending on your time zone, and then continuously in one way or another um, having something on the stream always. So we'll have multiple people. Hopefully we'll have you, um, Lara, you know, mm-hmm. uh, streaming from there. But I forgot we could we could also stream on Facebook. So that would be super helpful. I'll, yeah. I'll tap you into like the page so mm-hmm. we can we can have the Geek Therapy page stream. That would be cool. I think that's going to be a different, very different because I've never streamed uh, Extra Life before. I've watched Extra Life streams, but I have not done too much streaming the first year my roommate put his uh his stream on all day yeah and it worked (laughs) but he didn't have any followers so that our family could jump in and watch us play um which is really funny when you're playing cards (laughs) against humanity at like hour 17 (laughs) you're like loopy um Or when you're you're falling asleep playing uh, Castle Crashers and just running into the wall over and over <laughs> and over again, yeah. good times. Good yeah. times. Ooh. Yeah. No. No. It's gonna be good. I mean, ideally, I would have your 24-hour event, right? Mm-hmm. The the Lauren Nina's house event, uh, streaming like in a small window. At the same time that that I was streaming, or or, me, or other people on the on the GT stream team would be streaming a, a game, and then all, but always have your events going on in a corner. That'll be my ideal thing. Eventually, we'll we'll have a setup like that. Definitely someday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have a whole year to plan. We do, we do, we do. Yeah. So if you didn't hear me before, uh, geektherapy.com/slash/extra-life, you can still donate and uh, help us help us reach the funding goal for the kids. For, for the, the kids. kids. So I I wanted to talk about just other charities or other even nonprofits that feel like extra life. Again, that idea that oh these are these are these are gamers. These are my people, and they're coming together for a cause. So I wanted to see if you have any examples of other organizations. Humble Bundle is the biggest mm, that I can think tell of. Tell me about Humble Bundle. I used to buy a lot of Humble Bundles. Now I don't. But um, that's just because I've kind of lost touch with the internet and I is not on the internet as much. But um, Humble Bundle is great. They bundle together, hence the name Humble Bundle, games, books, I think I don't know what other stuff they've got. Like they used to just have one bundle and now there's like five or six bundles going on at a time and you can buy these games and stuff pretty cheap and the money goes toward charity. Part of the money goes. Part of the money. Yeah. Yeah. Full full disclosure, Geek Therapy is a partner with Humble Bundle. Mm -hmm. So if you go through our link, which I'll put in the show notes because it should be geektherapy.com slash humble. Mm-hmm. And if you go there and um, you buy something, you'll see that the, the the company that makes the game gets a percentage. A charity, often of your choice, gets a percentage. And then we would also get a percentage. Mm-hmm. And you can actually choose what percentage goes where, which I think is great because how many, how often do you get to choose that way. I don't know. I think that's really cool. Yeah, but they sell everything. I've bought comics in mm-hmm. the past. I've bought console games. They sell a lot of books too. They have multiple uh, things going on and now they have a monthly also, which is like a, a subscription. And you get like a lot of good games for just 12 bucks. 
And if you already have one of the games in the bundle, it's a good present for someone else. That's true. <laughs> Gift that stream code. Yeah, you're right. That's a, that's a great organization. And they work with different charities. Extra Life is actually one of the beneficiaries, I think, oh. this month, maybe last month. Yeah, because they come in and out. Yeah. Yeah, I've, uh, sometimes when I've, when I've bought something through there, it lets you choose a charity that you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but they usually have like a like a pre-selected one for you, but you can you can change it up. It's great. I love humble. I love humble bundle. It's hard to say sometimes. It is. Hard I love to humble say. bundle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love them. Any other examples? Uh, there's a couple of other video game examples. There's Child's Play, which um, mm-hmm. donates toys and games to hospitals and domestic violence centers. Child's Play is awesome. Child's Play does a lot of research and their merch game is amazing. <laughs> if you go to a conference, like I have a Google Cardboard that is Child's Play branded. One of my nicest lanyards is Child's Play. They have a really nice <laughs> sweatshirt. They got they've got they've got really good merch. Really they good got merch. good merch. <laughs> yeah, they do. And and you know, I don't know what deals they've made, but um you know, they they told me, yeah, like the proceeds from this go directly into the nonprofit. I like them a lot. Yeah. There's also Charity Nerds. What is Charity Nerds? They do um it's a it's a similar uh situation where it's um games and toys to kids in hospitals and um foster homes, various at-risk youth centers and programs and stuff like that. Um just sort of like the importance of play it's really really important to child's development to to have playtime and uh, sometimes the situation does not necessarily allow for that but video games can be a good good loophole there huh <laughs> you can game in bed even when you're sick sometimes i don't know mm-hmm. oh yeah you, you can one of the things that i like with extra life when i did my um hospital tour was the uh, some of the money goes toward uh, gaming systems that you can roll into the hospital rooms. Um, it's pretty cool. So uh, there's an organization called the Gamers Foundation, and they have a project called the Project Go Kart, and it's it's that is these mobile carts at hospitals that are mobile video game stations. So they have consoles and a TV built in, and they they put them in different hospitals so that kids who are in intensive care and can't move around can can play games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's Able Gamers and Gamers Outreach, which both do gaming uh, accessibility. Yeah. Oh, th- what did I say? Yeah. Gamers Outreach Foundation is the one that I meant about uh, the Project Go Kart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gamers yeah. Outreach. Yeah. It's very cool. I, I'm a big fan of Able Gamers. I think what they what do is, is Able Gamers? They, they are a charity where they um, build. Uh, accessibility controllers for people and and donate you know mo- modifications to people who you know maybe can't afford it um, but it makes it so that they can actually use controllers um, that can be something as simple as like a, a button cap that makes a button easier to to push or a trigger easier to push all the way up to like um, eye, eye gaze controllers or mouth controllers. It's, it's really cool stuff. They also do a lot of advocacy with uh, gaming companies on how to make and, and system manufacturers on how to make Absolutely. those th- things accessible. Yeah. 
Yeah, they were consulted for the Xbox ac- accessibility controller that yes, just came were. out. Yeah, um, every time they're at uh, PAX, they have a table with a lot of the different um, controllers that they've made. It's really cool because they're they're really custom made, you know, for different people mm-hmm. who specifically to their needs, and and it's it's really impressive. It's really cool. I do like Gable Gamers, and 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 to like what kinds of games that they want to want to play. Yeah. It's like it's not just like oh any old controller will do. It's like I want to play this kind of game, and it requires me to be able to you know press these kinds of buttons. I think about like all the new games that are coming out with the um the stick press mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. the r3 and l3 and and the double stick press and i think about like how like that makes my hands tired and i do not have hand issues so i'm like people who you know have hand fatigue or whatever like that that stuff is making game playing inaccessible but if you have a controller that does not have stupid stick buttons (laughs) then you can still play and enjoy and that's awesome and participate in your community and that's really what it's about is being able to participate in in culture and uh with your friends and family and everything I know Steven and Craig who work for Able Gamers. I follow them online and I like that they, you know, they they often comment on how what accessibility problems or or they celebrate good things that games do. Yes. So like a big AAA game comes out, they're quick to point out issues. Yeah, they they are a really good resource. I'm happy that they exist. So a few that are uh, very relevant to geek therapy back back in season one uh, I interviewed the team over at tiny superheroes and that's an organization that I really like they make capes for sick kids so basically it's like if Lara was sick in the hospital um, someone would nominate her and then they would make a cape for Lara so she could be super Lara and the idea is that you know you you are stronger than you than you think and you know it's it's supposed to help you it's help empower you through difficult treatment and it's it's a really nice thing uh, to do but I think I think that it's definitely very empowering for these kids yeah that's really cool yeah yeah I, I like tiny superheroes um, game to grow so this is Adam Johns and Adam Davis who who have been on the show a few times before and they used to have a business called wheelhouse workshop where they did social skills training for kids using D&D. So it's a therapeutic D&D business that they had. But in the last year or so, they've transitioned into a nonprofit. So now they are teaching other people how to do that and creating a model for other people to be able to to do this. And it, it's going really well. And I, I really like that idea. I love the idea of two people who really know mental health, really know improv, really know D&D and are applying it so intentionally to help kids, to help teens. And they decided, well, if we do it this way, if we if we create a nonprofit, maybe we can reach we can reach way more people than if it's just the two of us, uh, you know, having parents pay for the groups. And then finally, Take This. Geek Therapy is partnered with Take This as a Take This ambassador on Twitch, which means that we 
we stream and uphold some of the values that Take This has. Uh, a few weeks ago, we, we helped them do a fundraiser too. And all the Take This ambassadors raised over $10,000 for Take This. And they're a mental health advocacy organization that works within the gaming community. And I love what Take This does. Uh, the most visible thing that consumers will ever see is the, or, or, or see up to now, is the AFK room. So at different gaming events, which can be very overwhelming, they have an AFK room where people can go and take a break. But also those rooms are staffed by mental health professionals. So it's not just a quiet room. It's actually a quiet room with support. So if you were overwhelmed and stressed out and feeling anxiety, you have people there to talk to who can who can help you out. So they do that at, uh, at, at lots of different gaming conventions more and more every year. And it's a lot of work. I've volunteered. I've seen how much work goes into it. I know that it also costs a lot of money to like, rent out a space in one of these events. So I think it, I think it's a great thing. And, and that came from a, a suicide in the gaming industry that really um, moved a lot of uh, that person's coworkers to, to form this organization. And a big part of what they do is also talking to game companies about how to improve mental health for their employees. I'm so glad that we partnered with with Take This. Yay! <laughs> and so all these are, are great examples, and they're really like they're they're in our wheelhouse, right? I mean, uh, the, there are many, many more, and more uh, happening every day. But I I wanted to bring up this topic not just because it's Extra Life Weekend, but also because of something that I mentioned to our Patreon supporters a few weeks ago, which it's been nagging me: <laughs> what options there are for geek therapy to move forward. There are a few different ones, and definitely one of them is to I – don't, I don't know. I don't think that Geek Therapy would turn into a nonprofit, but I definitely see the potential for a nonprofit stemming from Geek Therapy, being born out of it. And I'm just curious – I know I didn't, I didn't prepare either of you for this, but I'm just curious what you think of that or if you have ever had any ideas about what – Using maybe some of those models that we're seeing, like if Geek Therapy could go into a more nonprofit route and actually become some sort of charity and do something more direct than than kind of what we do now. And those are my words. I'm just I'm just curious what you think. It, it could be a good idea. <laughs> it could um, be a good it idea. It could be a good, a good idea. <laughs> Nonprofits are hard. Mm-hmm, um, I know. There's I know. a lot of regulation about nonprofits and what you can do and can't do, but. Um, yeah, working at a nonprofit and and having a wife who works at a nonprofit, it is it is a labor of love, which geek therapy is already. So it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I I don't know I don't know necessarily how like geek therapy would shift into a nonprofit, but a hole that I see in all of this stuff that we've talked about so far is um, I think there needs to be a a program that gets games, um, both video and tabletop gaming, into the hands of elderly people in, in care mm. facilities mm. And, and things like that. Because, like, again, play is very important to people, not just when you're a, ch- a developing child, but, uh, you know, to make your life, like, livable. <laughs> Uh, I, I feel like that is a totally ignored population a lot of the time, particularly when you're talking about video games, because, like, of course, uh, only children play games, I guess. But uh, that's that's not true. 
obviously. That's not at all what you asked Josue, but, but no, no, that's I a perfect. Gave, I gave you an answer. That's a, that's a that's a great answer because there was it, it was very open ended. Uh, my question, so a better way to have framed it would have been like, you know, what what kind of needs could geek therapy possibly fill? And and you gave a a very cool example, one that actually means a lot to me because my mom is in her sixties, and I don't know if she sees it this way, but I think that video games have probably saved her life and she loves to play now and um an experience that she had um about a year ago or so was that my sister really liked the game and try and tried to teach her but my sister is not very good at being patient and explaining things like that <laughs> so my mom was like i don't, I don't know so i was like mom it's actually kind of cool let me let me let me show you she's like all right you teach me and uh, after 20 minutes, she was hooked. And I think that there's there's definitely something about uh, that geek culture competence that, that comes into play there, which is something that has always been core to what, what we've talked about. That's that's like a, that's a great application of it. I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. And I mean, that can be a way to, uh, you know, cross generational divides yeah, over yeah. over a, a good game. Yeah. Like uh, my, my father loves Westerns. And a part of me would love to sit down and, and play Red Dead with him. Oh, my you know, gosh. <laughs> and, and <laughs> I want to do it so badly, but it's it's way too complicated for him. You know, mm-hmm. it's a two joysticks, like the L3, R3. Like there's, and, I mean, Red Dead is just complicated for any person. Yeah. Young, old, doesn't matter, you know. So there is definitely a gap there. But I think, could you imagine just... But what if with... able gamers got together and made no, this something is, this is, for this the is, elderly? It's right? this is beyond, the, the this is beyond is... able gamers. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. I don't, I don't want to have... call out Red Dead Redemption Two, but they have not very good UI and it's I... <laughs> not not friendly. Yeah. Well, it's because it's it's one of those games where you can do a hundred different things and it's all mm-hmm. contextual. So the same uh, button that you use to aim down your sights and shoot is the same one you use to bring up uh, conversation wheels when your gun isn't out. And then if your gun so is if out, your like, gun is out, you shoot the person instead of talk to them. Uh, well, you point it's it really at them, and once you once you point it at them, <laughs> they get it's like uh, it, you threaten them. Yeah, the world reacts. They don't, they don't that. like that. If people don't like guns being pointed at them, yeah. they don't. Turns out. <laughs> <laughs> well, all those all those things aside, I still think it would be amazing to, to play. S- to play, right? If, even if I was the one playing, and my dad was like, "Oh, go here." Yeah, talk no, to that's him that's the this. thing. To do that, yeah. do that, Josue. Yeah. Do that with your dad. No. So, so my mom and dad are my uh, guinea pigs for 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 Lauren's idea. <laughs> 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 but that's but that's actually I I love that idea. You know, it's one example of some sort of something, right? It could be. Like I see geek therapy as having an important role. I always have. Like I believe in what we're doing, but I don't know. Eight years in, I'm thinking, wow, we we talk a lot, but we directly don't do anything. And there's a there's a desire in me that wants to be more hands on mm-hmm. on the on kind of the different missions that that geek therapy has. And so I've been thinking. About, I have I have a few ideas already, right? Just different things that that it could be because a nonprofit can be practically anything. There are different causes, but that's why I'm putting it out there because I'm I'm very curious. I like the way you frame that, Lauren. Like, listen, this is a need that I that I see that needs filling. I wouldn't do any any of the things that we mentioned that those other organizations do. 
even even though they could probably use help, right? And and they they can't reach everyone in the entire world. I still wouldn't touch any of those things because because they're doing it. Like those are and they're really good at it, you know. And and those are things that that need to to be done. Or, or you know, there's a lot of benefit to what they're doing. And there's probably something else that we can do. And by we, I mean like the community. You know, like like there's there's a large group of people who have skills and interests and and they care about certain things and i i feel like there's there are opportunities there and like i said it would probably be 100% i'm i'm, I'm almost certain it wouldn't be geek therapy it would be the nonprofit arm of what geek therapy is but that that's what i've had on my mind again i put, i put it out there for the for patreon supporters and and now i'm putting it out to everybody to see what ideas you have i really liked i really like that idea Lauren. Mm-hmm. Thank you. No, I have no. more ideas. Do you have one right now? <laughs> um, I can see the evil, maniacal look on your face. Let me get Josue to do all of the things. <laughs> I. This is sort of related, tangentially related. I just, um, I just wrote a paper for my ecological and social justice course. Put it on the forum. Not just kidding. Um, <laughs> I mean. Uh, uh. <laughs> you somehow always manage to squeak some video game into uh, your papers. Well, okay, the this this was a, a critical reading response, and so I had a bunch of assigned readings, and then I was supposed to respond to. Them. So the 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 topic was f- uh, the food system and food justice, and how f- like fucked up our global food system is, mm-hmm. um, and how we desperately need to uh, not just reform it, but like radically transform it into something that isn't actively destroying the planet and all of us. And I was just like, what if we used video games? <laughs> what if we used video games as an educational tool to teach people about the food system? Games are very much systems-based, and there are already a bunch of games that you know touch on like farming, for example. And yeah, and I went into a whole thing about <laughs> using various other games aspects like um, Viva Pinata's sort of ecosystem uh, and then uh, Pokemon Go's GPS system. So it's like you could have real life interactions with other people in your community, maybe around farmers markets or community gardens and stuff like that. Anyways, it was a really cool idea. And it's just another example of how games... <laughs> could change the world in positive ways. So, so so this is something I've thought a lot about in in terms of having games address social issues and and, and real problems that that the world is facing but do it well because as much as I love <laughs> games for change as an organization which we didn't mention before I feel like most games for change are just they're just not fun. And if they're not fun, it's hard to get the message across. And there's a lot of debate in in, in that stuff. But I, I still think it's possible. I think it's super possible. Because just like you mentioned, real games, <laughs> right, that have some value in them, that you can learn things from games where that weren't necessarily educational, I, th- I think that the potential is there. And I've, I've talked to a lot of people about this. And, and I know that it's very hard. But I think it's a mission worth going after. So maybe, I don't know, like there's probably a hundred different game studios trying to do this right now and, and can't crack it. But it is something that I'm, that I'm very interested in and something that I believe in. I don't know. I think a, a, bar, a big part of this is something that, that um, 
came up uh, at a Gates for Change festival that I went a few years ago was the idea that so some people have some really good ideas about the problem that they want to address and some people are really good at making games and then they decide to basically hire each other or they have a partnership but they don't actually work together so there isn't enough overlap there and I think that one of the advantages of the the geek therapy community is that that overlap is already built in. Everybody here has very deep knowledge about social issues or about something important. And then, but also knows a lot about either comic books or games or knows how to get people super passionate about something. And yeah, I see, I see, I can think of possibilities there. Yeah. You think we could do it? Maybe. Maybe. Make not, not crappy games. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are some games that come out of Games for Change that are really awesome. Uh, was Papers Please was one of their their games? No, so so game, was one of the games, games ch- at the con- exactly. at, at the conference. I know they more they more like they they're a um, a platform for these games to to be showcased yeah. to the world, basically. And even though I mean they do do some funding and different things, but basically they don't actually make the Games for Change organization doesn't actually make the games. Yeah, they recognize the the games in that space. Games for Change is kind of a movement. And I mean, my girlfriend uh, finished her master's a year ago, and she had a course called Games for Change with and and the professor was one of the um, founders of Games for Change. You know, people are thinking about this, and there's a lot of potential, but. But it's hard. I think I, I don't know. I think you have to like be super knowledgeable in both in both areas to to make some some progress there. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna do all the things. Yeah, and I mean, and this conversation that we just had, this kind of hypothetical conversation about how we would address an issue, is again part of the direction that geek therapy I feel is going to be moving toward, right? Which is basically what we've done for mental health, but I want to apply it in in other areas. You know, geek out and do good. Geek out, do good. (laughs) (laughs) I miss Ollie. (laughs) Are you going to make a jingle for everything now? That's a lot of work. I don't know if I can fill those shoes. Okay. We don't. We don't. We don't need you to fill those shoes. It's okay. (laughs) All right. So we're gonna. This is this is a great conversation. We're gonna take a break and come back with Media Matters. On November 3rd, the Geek Therapy community is participating in the annual Extra Life Marathon, where we play games for 24 hours to raise funds for Children's Miracle Network hospitals around the world. Since 2008, Extra Life has raised more than $40 million for sick and injured kids. If you want to help out, you have two options. Visit geektherapy.com slash extralife, and one, join our team and raise funds from friends and family and play on November 3rd, or two, donate right now to any member of Rare Candy. On November 3rd, Geek Therapy will be streaming live for 24 hours as we continue to raise funds on game day. Visit geektherapy.com slash extralife to learn more, join our team, or donate. Thank you, and I hope to see you on November 3rd. We're back. Now it's time for our Media Matters segment, where we talk about media that matters. You're right. It's weird not having all these jingles in between. As, <laughs> yeah. as much as they bother me, um, yeah. it's like something something's missing. You gotta you have something for the transition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's okay. I'm sh- yeah. I'm sure I'll get used to it um, very very quickly. Uh, so, what examples of uh, for Media Matters did, did you all bring today, Laura? Well, I texted you earlier this week. Um, my wife and I have been catching up on Supergirl. I don't remember what episode. Ugh, that's I all watched. you talk about. Supergirl's the best. <laughs> oh my gosh! So 
I don't remember what episode it was that I watched, but um, there was a point... There's a lot going on in the world this season with um, with uh, aliens and humans' rights and, and all this stuff. Like, basically, your typical us-against-them kind of mentality. Um, and there, Supergirl makes this speech... And I was crying, and I, 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 I texted Josue, and I said, "We need Supergirl in this world right now." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, she just blew it out of the water. There was a speech about, "I'm from another planet. You all still love me." These something about I'm an American. I do good. Um, we can do good together. Uh, whole bunch of like peace and love and all that kind of stuff but it was so moving and it was just with everything going on in the world this week it was something that not just this week the last i don't know few years (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) but um it was something that i needed to hear and the fact that the show is tackling what is going on in our world right now in indirect but very direct ways was wonderful and refreshing and they had they'd already introduced the character but um the week that i the, of the episode i was watching they oh, it's lena it's, no no it's no no it's uh, uh what's her name uh what's her name i can't uh, remember her name it's the the um the first trans superhero yeah on, yeah yeah they mentioned her uh, on the first episode yeah, but, but the, oh, now she yeah. she came out as trans in the episode I watched. Gotcha, and that was really powerful too because she stands up for someone else because mm. she knows what it's like to be labeled as other. And I I cannot wait to see what they do with this character and with Batwoman eventually being on the crossover and all the amazingness. Supergirl is the best show ever. That's all <laughs> I have to say. Uh, Amazon made some mistakes, I think, recently with how they were selling their seasons. So I ended up getting pre-buying the full this season? current season for three for three dollars. Oh, on Amazon, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're putting Whoa. at the same uh, cost of the of the of each episode. So yeah, I started watching the first episode recently. One thing that I love that that Supergirl does, it, it's very much like how the X Men are always a metaphor, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And and she. You know they they talk about immigration constantly, right? They, that's mm-hmm. something that is that is just all they're, they're always talking about it. Like you know she and it makes sense because Superman and and Supergirl like they are the immigrants, right? They are the embodiment. They're refugees. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a good show, and I just have to say on a separate note, Alex Danvers's haircut this season. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Lauren, mm, I, it's hard to follow that up because that was really powerful and mine are not that exciting. But uh, I watched two short shows this past week: um, Channel Zero, The Dream Door. How is Channel Zero? It's pretty cool. If I like American Horror Story, will I like Channel Zero? Are uh, they very different? Yeah, okay. they're pretty different, but there's overlap. I only watch horror now, by the way. <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> look what you've done. You've created a monster. And then uh, you'll only watch horror and Supergirl. That's it. I barely watch Supergirl, but yeah. <laughs> so I watched uh, The Dream Door and then Requiem. And 
going back to our horror movie conversation, um, both of these shows had themes about women not being listened to, people ignoring them saying, like, something is wrong or this is happening, and uh, that being sort of horror elements. And uh, I, yeah, I I just wanted to... (laughs) mentioned that that happened in two shows I watched after talking about it with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, to, to prove that really I watched nothing but horror, my example is from Sabrina. Nice. Um, <laughs> on, on Netflix. Oh, and, I still haven't watched it. I need to. Uh, well, and, and what I'm going to say is very similar. My example is very similar to what you just said, Lauren. It's um, there's There's a scenario in the high school where Sabrina goes where a young girl is harassed and eventually even physically assaulted by a group of of boys. And the girls get together and they're like, hey, we make up 53% of this school. Like we have power. We shouldn't be treated this way. And so they create an organization within like a, like a club within the school to protect each other. Basically like, yeah, like we're the majority here. Why are we letting them, uh, take advantage of us and step all over us? And I thought that that was, that was really cool to see. I feel like that's a theme with the showrunners because they're the same ones that do Riverdale. And there mm-hmm. was an episode of Riverdale where someone was being, attacked and the girls beat the shit out of him <laughs> and it was so uh, yeah. good they did yes they sure did this is true <laughs> oh actually i'm thinking of two examples in riverdale now i know which one you're talking about there was another mm-hmm. example too yeah yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah yes it is the same people <laughs> it, is, yep. it is the same yep uh yeah yeah there's yeah. a lot of overlap <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah so that that's what uh, really jumped out at me uh this week I love Media Matters segment. Maybe maybe that's our, our our nonprofit. Media Matters. There is actually a nonprofit called Media Matters. Yes, there is. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, you'd have to come up with a new name. Yes, and do things a little bit differently. But yeah, <laughs> what I'm thinking isn't exactly what what they do. But uh, that's a good name. Good job, Media Matters. All right, so now time for our geek therapy segment. Geek therapy is where we talk about what happened in the last week that was therapeutic in the most general sense, meaning it helped us get through something, through a tough time, or just made us feel good. What was your geek therapy this week, Lauren? I I mentioned Channel Zero, The Dream Door, and I, I really enjoyed that. That was pretty cool. But um, mostly I've just been playing a lot of Adventure Time Balloons because it staves off the depression. <laughs> That's the definition of geek therapy, yeah. Yep. Thank you, balloons. But also seek mental health treatment if you <laughs> if, if if you can, please. Uh, ga- gaming is not a substitute. <laughs> Thanks. That was a great plug. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to be responsible here. That, that sounded like when the kids at the group home would do something they weren't supposed to be doing, and I'd and they were recording it, and I'd be like, "No, stop, don't!" in the background, just so that. I would have my butt covered. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> CYA always. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lara? Um, this week has been a pretty crappy week. <laughs> um, but I've been playing a lot of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, I pre-ordered Red Dead Redemption 2 and decided I was not going to play it until I beat Odyssey. And I am so close. I can feel it. 
maybe maybe that's what I'll do all extra life. I'll just play Odyssey and then start Red Dead Redemption too. What level uh, is Alexandra? Cassandra, not Cassandra. Cassandra. You're trying to you're trying to like sorry. I'm sorry. Smash up their names. Cassandra is level forty one now. Mm-hmm. Out of fifty. Mm-hmm. Damn. Nice. Mm-hmm. 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 Most of my map is uncovered. Yeah. So that's been fun. And Halloween was awesome. Um, my wife and I dressed up as I was Newt's commander and she was a Niffler. And it was Aww. pretty fun. And we handed out candy. Her Niffler costume didn't come out the way she wanted. And it was actually kind of terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we looked at ways to perfect it because I still have my nice Newt's commander costume. And she's like, I'll I'll fix it for the next time I wear it. When am I ever going to wear this again? And I looked at her and she's like, oh, yeah, Comic-Con. <laughs> so um, it was fun. It was a lot of fun handing out candy and seeing. There were a lot of uh, Supergirls, a lot of Wonder Women. It was really cute to see all these girls dressed up as badasses. <laughs> Very cool. I like that you mentioned the, the, the mobile game again, Lauren, because uh, I've been playing... Uh, Steven Universe tapped together nice. and I've been playing the game a lot and the best part is that there's a geek therapy club and there's a lot of us in it and everybody has been so helpful because you can do these auctions so like you to unlock new characters all I care about is unlocking Peridot that's my number one mission in my life. <laughs> of course of course and and so you know people are constantly like hey does anybody need uh, fragments of this character or that character and we can put them up for auction and everybody's being super nice about it it's like yeah like nobody touch this one this one is for this person and we're all helping each other out and there was an event where you could un- there was an event uh, for Halloween where you unlocked Sadie Killer and the whole band and <laughs> and so if you unlocked Jenny Buck and Sour Cream the Sadie Killer versions you could unlock Sadie Killer and I was like so close, but I needed help, and and people helped me out with the fragments I needed. Oh, it was it was it was a lot of fun. I, f- I felt the love in the community. It was a lot of fun. And uh, an- another big one for me this week. You know, I'm all about the hype. There was a new Nintendo Direct for mm-hmm. Smash Brothers, and it had me laughing and smiling the entire time. There was there. <laughs> This this you, game is you, absurd. You enjoyed that massacre? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I said, like I told you, horror has changed me. Yes, I enjoyed the massacre at the end. Um, H- Hosea, oh, I you got might you. need to look into some professional help too. Maybe, maybe. Thank you. Thank you for pointing that out. Um, but it was it was so good. And the the creator of of the game, he's talking about all the things that he's doing and all the things that he added. And there's even a joke at, at one point where he's saying, like, yeah, we did this in past games, but instead we decided to do something different. Like that was a lot of work, but we decided to do something different. And then the new thing that he did is like ten times harder than the the old thing. And then there's a part where the camera just stops and he looked at the camera and he's like, When am I gonna get a break? Like this is like ridiculous. Oh, it was after he talked about the year long DLC plans. Oh, it was so good. It was I'm so excited about that game. It is, it it. I really can't believe that that game is real and has so much stuff in it, and and I actually loved everything that they mentioned in the in the direct. I heard a lot of hate for it. I don't understand why. I really liked uh, everything that they said. Woo! Love that hype. You and your hype train. Oh yeah, Geek toot therapy. toot. Yeah. Yeah. All aboard. <laughs> All aboard, Josue's hype train. <laughs> All right, so that is it for this episode of GT Radio. 
please, please, please let us know what you thought about um, what we said at the beginning. What do you, where do you think Geek Therapy could go? Tell us about your favorite geeky charities or nonprofits. And, and as always, share your, your Geek Therapies with us and Media Matters examples. You can do that at the forum at forum.geektherapy.com or on our Discord, which is at geektherapy.com slash Discord. You can find us all on Twitter, at Geek Therapy. I'm at Josue Cardona. Lara's at Geek Therapist. And Lauren is at Chicken Dinosaur. Ali's not here, but he is at Ali Matu. I think the only thing we need to plug this week is Extra, extra life. life. Yeah. Go to geektherapy.com slash extra life and then click on my name and donate some money. Or my name. <laughs> Anybody's name is fine because it's for the kids. <laughs> for the kids. For the Woo! kids. For the kids. All right. Thank you for listening. I will be back next week. Remember to geek out and do good. You've just listened to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. For more about Geek Therapy and all of our podcasts, visit geektherapy.com. And for extra content, including our monthly book club and other perks, consider becoming a member of Geek Therapy on Patreon for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com slash geektherapy. 